This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program. We're in a live audience here, studio, actually in our chapel here at World Ministries International. I have apostolic leader, a friend of mine, Dennis Moore, and he's going to be sharing today. Also, those that are watching on social media or listening on our radio shortwave program, welcome. Dennis? Thank you, Dr. Hansen. Thank you for this opportunity to share the Word of God. We're so pleased to be with this group because... You can just feel the glory of God in this house today. And the presence of the Lord is here. There was a a glorious worship this morning, and we just praise God for that. My wife, as Dr. Hansen has mentioned, is prophetic. She is a prophetess, uh, moving a little bit towards the apostolic, but yet a a prophet of God. And in our early marriage years, she'd come up to me and she would share her dreams And she'd say, last night I saw the flood come, and it took our house, and it took our dog, and it took everything, and it went rushing down this valley, and and, um, helicopters came in, and she'd go on and on about this dream. Now, that's not the real dream, but what I'm saying is she'd have some really wild dreams. And I would think, who did I marry? What have I gotten myself into? And then six months later, we were fighting for our lives using that vision. We'd be going through a dark, narrow place. We'd be, we'd be in a challenge with our ministry or with our church. And we would find that that word was a word we could war with. You see, when God gives you a word, when he gives you a seed, when he gives you something into your hand to use, he's not expecting you to drop it. He's not wanting you to say, well, I don't need this right now. I'll just let it go. When I was a young boy, about eight years of age, my parents took us to a place called Yellowstone. I had never been to Yellowstone. I didn't know there were bears. And my dad got out of the car, and he was going to take some pictures of some bears. And I'm walking along, and pretty soon this little tiny cub comes right up to me. And I'm thinking, oh, this is cute. It's kind of like a puppy dog. And I was all prepared to pet this little bear. And a voice spoke. And it said, don't move. And then suddenly two hands grabbed my shoulders. There was no one behind me. 
But those two hands were so strong, I couldn't move if I tried. And that little cub kept walking right by me. And a moment later, the big mama bear came right to me. And the mama bear opened her mouth and put it around my leg. How many know that's not a good situation to be in? (laughs) Especially when your mom is watching from the car. (laughs) So here this big black bear mama has her mouth around my leg, and then she released it. She didn't bite down. And then she walked off. But she left a clear message. Don't pet my cub. (laughs) That day... I learned how to be aligned. I'm confident that that was an angel that held me in position. And God had an alignment for me that day to spare my life. God has an alignment for you to spare your life. God has an alignment with his word. God has an alignment with his prophets. God has an alignment with prophetic words. God has the alignment even with worship. You see, it's critical for us to understand that when we come into the things of God, when we hear a word of God, or we even when we're worshiping God and we're declaring a word to the Father, that that needs to be a living word inside of us. You see, we may come into a worship time like we had this morning, and we're just worshiping and we're praising God, we're lifting our hands, we're feeling the glory and the presence of God. But let's stop for a moment and hear what we're saying. Because God is releasing a word through even the psalmist. A young man came up to me the other day and he said, I'm I'm almost ready to give up on God. I said, why are you ready to give up on God? He said, because I don't feel his presence. And I said, do you know the song, The Waymaker? He said, oh yeah, I know that song. I said, what does that song say? And we begin to rehearse. We begin to go over the words of the song. Even when it seems like there's no way, he's making a way. And I could see that young man's eyes begin to lighten up as the revelation of that song became alive inside of him. I could see that, you know, that's something I can grab a hold of. I've been singing that song. I can declare that song. How many know that when you have those valleys, you need to declare that our God is a good, good God? And we went to Africa. One time I brought a psalmist and I said, I want you to teach the Africans how to sing good, good father. We know they have a unique beat. Our sister could tell you that. They have a unique sound in Africa. We love the sound. But we had to switch them over to an American sound, kind of a European sound. And so they were struggling a little bit with it. But the beauty was that as they sang the words, it became alive to them. And you could see on their countenance, they're getting it. He's a good, good father. You see, the person who is attacked the most in the world is God. He's accused the most. He's attacked the most, and yet he's the most innocent. He's the most pure. He's the most loving. He's the most giving. He's the most generous. He is the most beautiful. In every way, he's our father. But he gets attacked more than anyone else on the earth. 
Because the enemy is constantly attacking the nature of God to us and to the world. And so we need to have a revelation. We need to have an understanding. And so we, what we want to do is we want, to, we want to align with the word and the revelation of God. God says, if you listen to the prophets, you'll prosper. I was in Mexico a few years ago. I was with my best friend. His name was Drew. Drew was a world-class mountain climber. He had a mountaineering school. He was a pastor, but he built this mountaineering school so he could take people into the wilderness and he could teach them about God, about the love of God. We were at a football game at the University of Wyoming, and he says, uh, right at halftime, they've got a gentleman that's speaking to the entire audience by satellite phone on top of Mount Everest. And he looks at me and he goes, that is one of my instructors. So Drew had world-class skills. I would walk down the street with Drew, and people would drive by, and they'd go, Pastor Drew, we love you. He had such a love from his people. He was so dearly loved. Wonderful, wonderful man of God. But Drew had MS. Drew got reduced to the use of these two fingers. Just a little bit of use. He would use his computer with a little bit of use of these two fingers. I went to spend two weeks with my friend Drew. We were in his beautiful garden in the backyard, and Drew opened up and began to share his pain, began to share his disappointments. He was such a wonderful, warm, kind, loving man, but on the inside, he had some real deep pain and some real hurt. And I began to share a little bit with Drew, and we talked for hours, and finally Drew looked at me, and he says, Dennis, what are we going to do? And I said, Drew, it's Abba time. I said, we have to get close to the Father. It has to be Father Son time. No one can answer our need. No one can reach our hearts. No one can bring peace to our, to our inner turmoil but the Father. It's not to be found anywhere else. Two years, about a year and a half ago, unknown to me, Drew had passed away. I went to Laramie to meet Drew's son, and they said, well, Mary's here, his wife. So I went to see his wife. Mary said to me, you know, Drew died two years ago. I said, I didn't know that. No one told me. She said, we were singing, having our devotion, singing Amazing Grace. We got to the part where it says, when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, Drew closed his eyes and went to heaven. She said to me, Drew told me he hated his wheelchair, but in his wheelchair, he found his sonship. We were in a church Saturday night. Mario was going to be speaking. I interrupted the worship team because I felt the Lord had given me a word. And I said to the church that was Struggling, pastor struggling. Wonderful church, not, not, not a, a uh, if you went there, you would think it was absolutely wonderful, but we know more of the inside story. We know what they've been going through. We know the struggles they've been facing. We have pretty much an apostolic ministry to them. And I could feel the glory that was in the house in the past wasn't there. 
There was an oppression of the enemy. And so I got up and I said to the church, I said, how many of you have felt oppressed over the last two years? How many of you have felt beat down? Every hand went up. And I said, I believe this is what the Lord would say to you. I believe that God has extended to you a scepter. The scepter is what the king would use. And if someone came into his presence and if he extended it, then you'd live. But if he didn't extend it, you were dead. And I said, you have a choice tonight. Are you going to extend the scepter of God? Are you going to go through these battles and rely on your own understanding? Or are you going to shift and begin to declare the word and the promises of God? You see, you can go through any battle if you war with the word. If you take your seed and you activate that seed. The Lord spoke to me a while back and he said, you've learned how to plant but you haven't learned how to harvest. Actually use the word completely harvest. And so I began to pray over that word, and I said, Lord, what do you mean by not harvesting? He says, you're putting seed in the ground, but you don't always call forth the harvest off that seed. You see, many of us lay down our lives. Many of us give to, to uh, ministries. Many of us invest in people. Many of us are pouring out. But the Father wants us to believe for an activation of the seed. If you're putting time into someone's life, believe for a harvest. If you're investing yourself into something, believe for a harvest. A farmer doesn't go out, plant the seed, walk away and say, well, now harvest in six months. Right? See, even our teaching has talked about seed time and harvest. So there has to be both. So when we're investing, then we begin to ask the Father, how do I bring forth the seed that you want from this harvest? See, if I'm hearing the word of God, I want that seed inside me. I want to activate that seed. There was a young man, a friend of mine. He was in a large meeting, about a thousand people. And the Lord said, do you want to know what's going on outside this building? He said, okay. And the Lord took him in the spirit, and he saw huge numbers of demons outside the building. And he said, Lord, what is this? And the Lord spoke to him. He said, this, these are the demons that are waiting for the people of God to drop the seed. Because they're not taking the word seriously. Because they're not taking the seed seriously. So the seeds, they're going to hear the word, but they're not going to apply it to their life. They're going to hear the word, but they're not going to pray about how to apply it, how to activate it, how to walk in it, how to make it a living seed. And so they'll hear the seed, they'll drop it, the enemy will come in when they leave, he'll take the seed, because the enemy knows that in the seed of God there is power. And we say amen. The enemy knows that when you're given seed, that seed has power. If I hand you a sack of, of seed for your garden, and you just take it and you just, throw, you just throw it away, you don't go and plant it, you don't go and activate it, you don't go and water it, you don't go and believe for a harvest off of it, it will never benefit you. But someone else can come along, take that same seed, and put it in their garden, and activate it, and use it. And this is what happens in the church of Jesus Christ. We are given the powerful seed of the kingdom of God. We hear powerful words, and then we just take those words and say, well, I got blessed. And then someone says to you next day, well, what was the word all about? 
Well, I'm not sure, but it was a great meeting. We all got blessed and we worshiped and it was a good word. Well, let me encourage you to think in context, Father, how do I apply your kingdom seed into my life? How do I go beyond hearing to activating? How do I align myself so I can have a kingdom harvest off of my seed? How do I align myself with your word? How do I align myself with the prophetic word? You know, we live in a, we're in a house of apostles and prophets. And so I'm, I'm listening all the time. What are the prophets saying? And the prophets are giving clear direction and clear word, especially going through the last couple of years. We've had some real powerful words have come forth. But I tell people, I say, you know, it's good to hear the word of the prophet because you can walk in it. You can activate it. You can align with it. It can be powerful. It can get you through that narrow place. But we also need the strategies of the apostles to show us how to build, how to not only plant the seed, but how to, to create a harvest, and then how to um, create a kingdom harvest so that we can activate salvations and deliverances and healings all over the world. Amen. See, my prayer right now is, Father, activate signs, wonders, and miracles in me. Because I see a great harvest coming. I see the third great awakening coming. I see a global move of the glory of God unlike we've ever seen. But I want to be activated now so I'm ready to command those people to come out of the wheelchairs. I want to be activated now so I'm, I can command those blind eyes to be open. I want to be activated now. I want the seed in me now to begin to develop a harvest, to begin to create a harvest, because I don't want to be in the harvest and go, man, I wish I could see more miracles. You see, you want to be prepared before the glory comes. You want to be prepared before the great awakening comes. You want to be prepared. You want to have the seed activated in you. You want the kingdom activated in you. So you should be praying, Father, activate your life in me. Activate your glory. So when I walk in, into a stadium, I can see the glory of God come down. Because it's inside me. I can see the wheelchairs get emptied. Because it's inside me. I can see the blind eyes open. Because it's already activated inside me. And so where we're going to go determines how we align ourselves. How we align ourselves with the right people. How we align ourselves with the prophets. How we align ourselves with the apostles. Even with the evangelists and the pastors and the teachers. We need to be aligning ourselves so that we can do kingdom work in this hour. Right. Romans 12.1 says, Do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good. I often tell people, don't focus on the evil. Because the Bible says, whatever meant what was meant for evil, God will turn for good. And I said, now our focus as the church should not be the evil around us, but it should be the good that God's manifesting because he's overcoming evil. So we should be those who are have the seed inside of us that says, Lord, we want to see the good. We want to see your goodness. We want to see your nature. We want to see the person. We want to see that we want your nature to be manifested in us and through us. First Chronicles 16:34. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. 
You see, the enemy will always attack your vision. If you call yourself Hope Church, he'll try to take hope away from your church. If you call yourself Grace Chapel, he'll try to take grace away from you. Whatever you identify yourself as, he will attack. And he will attack your very purpose. And so when you have a living seed inside of you, not just a name, but you have, you have the revelation. You have the, you have the seed that's inside you that's alive and quickened. Then you can overcome those attacks. You can rise up above everything the enemy is trying to bring against you. Every time he tries to bring you down, you can say, no, we're going up. Amen? Every time he tries to bring us down, we're going up. Acts 10 talks about Cornelius. It says he was devout, God-fearing, gave to those in need, and prayed to God. A life of a godly man. And yet he was Roman not Jewish. But through his devotion and through his giving and through his God-fearing and through his prayers to God, God used him to create a paradigm shift. A paradigm shift is where history is going one direction and then all of a sudden it changes and goes another. Now we know that the cross was a paradigm shift. The cross changed everything. It defeated the kingdom of darkness. It made a way for us to come into eternal life. Everything we need is in the cross. By the blood of Christ, we have salvation. By the blood of Christ, we have uh, healing and wholeness, life. And here in chapter 10, Cornelius is used by God to shift the, the early church. It's at this point that God says, I'm bringing in the Gentiles. It's at this point that God opens up the blessing to the nations. It was a kingdom shift. I believe that we can use our seed to bring a kingdom shift. Amen. We've seen it many, many times where we have come together and declared the word of God. We've come together as prophets and apostles and we've declared the word over our nation and we have seen the Lord shift this nation. We worked with key leadership in D.C. Dr. Hansen was with us there in D.C., and we saw a kingdom shift during that time. So if we know that our seed that we are planting has power, it has power to change lives, it has power to change destinies, it has power to change even nations. And so if we are a faithful giver, then we can faithfully and truthfully declare the, that our seed is going to uh, activate in, the, in our lives and in the lives of others. One man said, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm using my faithfulness and tithing to shift the gas prices in America. Now, I heard that. It was an international leader. I heard him say that. I thought, Lord, what does that mean? Well, you see, I believe we can enter into a greater understanding of how we can align with God, how we can align with, our, with, our, with the Word of God, whether it be in a, in a teaching, whether it be in the reading of the Word, or a song, or any other way. We can align with these words to see kingdom brought forth. 
And so we have more power than we realize. You know, we have more ability to move with God than we realize. And the other, a while back, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want to bless you with greater finances. I didn't say anything. My wife came to me three months later and said, the Lord's going to increase our finances. And so I went on a long study uh, trying to figure out how economics work. And the Lord sent two angels to me. And they said, the Lord knows you're doing this extensive study, but he wants to teach you kingdom economics. You see, we can labor hard or we can, we can move with him. We can wonder how we're going to, how we're going to get the next breakthrough or we can watch him bring the next breakthrough. Amen. We can wonder how we're going to get through this difficult time or we can watch him smash the enemy and see him glorified, lifted up, exalted, in his name magnified. Amen. Amen. Our seed and other people's seed all through America is going to create a shift. We're going to see another great awakening. We're going to put in righteous seeds. You say amen? Amen. amen. May God richly bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.